Hey everyone, Matt from WDW Happy Hour here, uh, recording this intro because, as you know, we have the holidays coming up. It's nearly December as I record this, and with the holidays and a bunch of us traveling, we've found ourselves in kind of a scheduling conundrum. So, actually, as luck would have it, you, the listener, are getting an extra episode. Exciting. So, what we have today for you is a very special episode. I had a conversation with a listener who reached out to me. His name is Cal. He's from the West Coast. He had a really awesome trip. I say awesome, by the way, preface. I I say awesome a million times in this interview, so buckle up. He had a great trip, and I talked to him briefly and said, this is great. You should come and talk about this on the podcast. So, that's what we did. So, this episode that you're about to hear is a conversation slash interview that Catherine and I had with our friend Cal. Thank you again, Cal for being our guest and moving forward we will have um, our regularly scheduled podcast on the 5th and then back to our every two weeks episode schedule so we have our episode today with Cal then we have all five of us back for December 5th then December 19th and so on so thank you guys for listening and enjoy our interview with Cal cheers So we are talking to our listener, Cal, out of Colorado, and Cal had reached out to us. Um, He had just got back from a big trip by Coastal, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Alani. He had a lot of stuff he wanted to share with us, and so what's up, Cal? Oh, you know, just recovering from all the mouse, trying to get back to it. Yeah, I hear you. So when did you, um, when did you, uh, when was your trip? Like, when did you get back? Uh, so we just got back on last Sunday. So we've been back for a week. Um, it was about a two week stint. Um, we started in Walt Disney World, um, stayed at the Swan. Oh, great uh, choice. One of our, one of our favorite places. Um, I've got Marriott status, so it only makes sense. And, uh, By the way, congratulations! This is a this yeah, was a this honeymoon. Yeah, this was a honeymoon. Trip. Oh yeah, that's this, important. This is a honeymoon trip. <laughs> Congrats! Thank you. We're um, super stoked about it. Honestly, um, I just wanted to get the wedding over with so I could get on this honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty exciting. I would say. <laughs> um, so we stayed at the Swan. Um, from there, uh, we had a couple of travel snafus. Got to Alani. Uh, spent five days there and then off to Disneyland and then back home. That's awesome. So I wanted to say, um, Cal and I chatted briefly before recording this and I really liked kind of what you said about your reason for reaching out. And I had told you that we had, it was kind of fortuitous because we had been planning on doing some like listener Q and a type segments. And you had said that And I'm paraphrasing here, and I'll let you kind of go into this, that there's a lot of negativity swirling around the mouse these days with the hubbub around Disney Genie, and we've got Bob Chapek and whatever the heck he's doing. And you were basically saying that you had such a great time, um, like all across the board uh, with this trip, and you kind of wanted to inject some positivity 
into a somewhat negative uh, landscape right now. Is that pretty much accurate? Yeah, for sure. Um, we follow not only y'all, but a couple of other uh, outlets of Who are they? Blogger, There's blogger, no one else. Podcasters. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's there's just been an outpouring of negativity, especially with the 50th. Um, the Genie Plus thing, people are kind of mad about that. And um, frankly, when it came out, I was stoked. Um, because as confusing as the verbiage was that they released to us, it essentially is what Max Pass was. And being from Colorado and uh, like Disneyland kind of being our like home park. Yeah. Um, like uh, the utilization of Max Pass was so much better. So when Old Fast Pass was a thing, we had to wake up at 4 a.m like 60 days before our trip to decide where we're going to eat, what we're going to ride, like all of that stuff. And that was kind of onerous. So day of kind of thing, despite the fact that it costs a little bit of money is so much more beneficial to people like us. I get that. Um, You're starting to sound like our, our buddy, uh, Rob Wozniak, who is notably the definitely agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. Out of the, the people on the team, he's definitely the most forgiving of, uh, you know, of of what's going on with Disney genie. And and I think that, um, so let me ask, did you, uh, did you go to Walt Disney world as an adult when there were paper fast passes, similarly, uh, Disneyland, have you been there when it was like the legacy paper fast passes? So, um, not at Disney world. Um, there was fast pass plus the first time I went, but my first time to Disneyland, um, only one time we did utilize the paper fast pass, which is crazy. Um, (laughs) But that experience uh, parlayed over to the first time we went to Disneyland Paris, where they still had paper fast passes. Right. And so the experience at Disneyland gave me an advantage there. Sure. But, um, yeah, that, I've only used it twice, and it can go away forever. Oh, wow. I'm okay. <laughs> See, Catherine and I, I loved it, and... But we didn't. But we didn't want to talk to you to talk about the the virtues or lack thereof. Yeah, really. Of, you had such an exciting itinerary on your trip. So you started in Disney World, right? We did, and oh. we did three three park days. Okay. Um, no Animal Kingdom. No Park Hopper. So oh, okay. In lieu of Park Hopper, we opted for Genie Plus. That was kind of the deal. And so um, we haven't even talked about this on the podcast yet, but Catherine and I just got to do Disney Plus uh, or Disney Genie Genie Plus Plus, (laughs) for the first time. um, This week. Yeah, this week. And so we haven't even kind of waited. in. So what did you think? Like I said, it was seamless. We did absolutely everything we wanted to do. Um, I think we, the only thing that we paid for was frozen and if you don't mind me asking um how much was that and at what time of day and it's around nine it was nine bucks a piece so 18 total Mm -hmm. and 
it was pretty much from the get-go. Okay. So, uh, I have open, an- 10 a.m. Just another question for you, Cal. When's the last time you had been to Disney World before this trip? Uh, it was last April. So okay. we've been twice during COVID. Okay. Um, so last April was the last time we went. Um, we usually go in April and then in October to November. That's when I have time off. And so that's when we choose to go kind of lower times, not summer, not holidays. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not too stinking hot in Florida, so I get that. So you're so Walt Disney World was good. I love the Swan. Did you have any notable um, dining reservations? You get to try anything new? What were your what would what were your highlights of the Walt Disney World stretch? So it takes us a while to get to Walt Disney World from where we are. Uh, we always have to change planes in either Charlotte or Denver, or I mean Dallas from Denver. Um, so the first night we kind of got there mid afternoon, like 4 PM. We did a Shula's always a favorite of the family. Okay. Um, so that's kind of why we love the Swan and Dolphin. Don't let the secret out, but they have great <laughs> thing. <out. laughs> um, and you can always get a reservation. Um, yeah. Shula's is, is one of those hidden gems that, uh, is, is readily available. Um, we lucked out on a royal table. Oh, nice. I've never done I it. Love, I love a character interaction, especially <laughs> with some princesses. Um, but I think our most notable was Trader Sam's. Oh, okay. Had you ever been to the Trader Sam's on the East Coast before? Oh, many a time. Okay, but okay. since the closure, this is the first time we've been able to go back to Trader Sam's. Right. Um, well, let me ask you this, just a general question. Like, if you had, like, since we, we do talk about drinking and drinks a lot, what's your favorite alcoholic beverage in Disney World? Oh, that's a really loaded question. It depends where I am. But my favorite drinks reside at the Poly. Okay. Uh, I'm a Lapu Lapu boy. Okay. Okay. Gotta have one. But at Trader Sam's... Um, I've got a set order on the Disney World side because Disneyland is a little different. Um, so the Disney World side, Trader Sam, roll in. I know my order. It is the rum flight. Oh, wow. And a Kona board. And the what? And a Kona longboard. That's wow. nice. I've never had the flight before. It is definitely worth it. Um, one of my had to get kind of commemorative things is I bought the rum flight, like the commemorative glasses with the board. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, we've never done that. I feel like our team has done like every specialty drink, but I don't think we've ever even thought to do the rum flight. I'm not like a huge rum guy. And admittedly, I'm I'm easily like the um, least... Oh, how do I phrase this? I'm I'm the biggest lightweight on the podcast. Like I don't drink as much as the rest of the crew, and I feel like a a, a rum flight is just like something so out of my element that. But I would definitely be down with splitting it next time we go. Yeah, that sounds good. It's it's definitely so. When I say rum, people think like you know like Bacardi or whatever. It's this is like sipping liquor. 
Like it is barrel aged. It's like a fine, we call it whiskey where I'm from, but scotch, like it is very smooth and it's an experience, right? It's not like just taking shots. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you've convinced me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it <laughs> next time. Arm twisted. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Okay. So I want to, so you went from, you went from Colorado, hopped a couple mm-hmm. flights, made it to Walt Disney World, stayed at the Swan, had a fantastic experience. Then from there, you hopped a flight back to the West Coast. Um, and I, you had shared that this was kind of a comedy of errors that you were able to make lemon into lemonade. So tell us about that. So our six-hour layover in L.A. turned into a 36-hour layover no. due to mechanical issues and then weather uh, in the flyer states. So they flew us to Miami. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then from Miami to L.A., uh, Red Eye. And then we had to change flights to Hawaii. <laughs> so in the meantime, um, uh, we fly a certain way, and they were very accommodating in that sense. But I was kind of worried because we were going to miss a whole night at Alani. Right. And I had called Alani and let him know the situation. And oh, with nothing else but a call, they just kind of, struck our first night from the record we didn't have to pay for anything um they changed our shuttle reservation and so i didn't really have to worry about that luckily i had a friend who lives in la and you know we got to go to lunch and all that jazz uh before eventually boarding our flight to honolulu that's awesome so alani disney made it right whereas a lot of places could easily say hey you know it's in what you signed that you know, if you if something else out of our control happens, you're still paying for that night. And Disney basically said, oh, no, you're good. Um, you can't make it here. You're not going to pay for a night where you're not here, which is amazing. And that's great to hear. And that's that Disney. Um, that's that extra Disney touch that may not exist elsewhere. So, yeah, that's awesome. And how was your not to get too into it? Because but how was your time in L.A.? Uh, it was great. Um you know, like I said, I had a friend there, so we just hit a Shake Shack and oh, kicked it. Got it, got it. I love we a Shake Shack. So then, so you make it to Alani eventually, and and so how was that? How long were you there? You were at Walt Disney World for three three nights, and you were at Alani for how long? Five days. Okay. Uh, supposed to be six, but we spent one more extra day in LA. Sure. Um, but it was awesome. Actually, there was some more pixie dust sprinkled at Alani. <laughs> okay. Um, we, uh, so the room we booked was, we're not DVC or anything, so we were in the other tower. Sure. And we booked a partial ocean view, I think is the category. Mm-hmm. Um, but our room was on one of the top floors, but it overlooked the parking structure. Right. And, you know, it being our honeymoon, we were telling, we'd rather look on the property. And we called down, and they were like, oh, yeah, one opens up tomorrow. So we didn't really unpack our bags. We kind of got settled, got the jet lag in. And then the next day, we just literally moved across the hall. And Disney made those accommodations, and 
it was great. No questions asked. That's awesome. So it, and that's, that's part of, you know, this whole overarching thing is there's really no one who does it like them and not to divulge too much information, but I work for a very prominent hospitality corporation. Um, and we pride ourselves on being the best in the business. Right. And that's why Disney is so close to us because we always joke like my job is your vacation. Ha ha ha. Right. My vacation is to Disney because they do my job as well as I do mine. So that's awesome. Yeah. So you're pretty close to it. So, I mean, I would say that you probably look at these things through an even more critical lens than maybe we do, because I mean, you know, not none of us on the podcast are in hospitality. So, I mean, obviously we we're we're pretty critical of Disney where you know, we, we don't want to sugarcoat things. If, if things don't sit well with us, we're going to, we're going to share it. But I think you have that, um, you have that industry insider knowledge where you have a direct comparison to, Oh, this is how it's supposed to go. And this is the, you know, the, the peak of service. And, you know, so, and you're saying basically Disney does it like no one else. Uh, Just as well as we do it here. Um, but, um, I will take this, tangent to say um, to anybody listening out there they're going to send you surveys and our operations, our budgets our everything is kind of based on these things called GX surveys or GX indexes um, and those are guest service surveys so when Disney sends you a survey fill it out if cast members make your time extra special shout them out it Absolutely. Helps yeah, that's a good point. We always make it a point. To, and I know that it can be a, a pain in the ass sometimes. And people are like, oh, I don't want to take the time to do the survey, even if it's like like 10 minutes. Like it's so like or, or the people who approach you at Disney parks and ask you to take some time to ask about your experience. You're, you're absolutely right. And it's good to kind of hear it from a source of saying these things really do matter and they translate into the experiences that you'll have in the future. So tell me about, um, so outside of your, um, how accommodating they were with canceling the one night and, and switching to a better room, what was your, um, what were your highlights of the Alani trip? Well, the property is magnificent. Had you Um, been before? We have not. Okay. Uh, It was my first time to Hawaii. Um, my sister was a travel nurse there and had, uh, a less than stellar time. Okay. But everybody at Alani was awesome. They were very genuine. Um, I asked them pointed questions from a hospitality standpoint, and everybody was just super genuine about it. The food was great, um, very relaxing, did a lot of lazy rivering. That's um, a great um, lazy river. The lazy river there is so good. Catherine and I have only been there once. It was several years ago, and, and we do say that, like, on every vacation we do, we don't do, or really just in general, we don't do a lot of like relaxing. We just like, I guess, like to punish ourselves. And, and so, but that's like the one vacation I can really remember just being like, our itinerary was chilling and it, and there was not a better spot to do some straight up just chilling out. And that lazy river is the bomb. Did you guys do the luau? 
We no, we went next door to do the luau um, at the property that's like next to the Four Seasons. Is that yes? Yes, yeah. Sunset Cove is that what it's called? I don't know now. Now that it's I'm been thinking. so long. Yeah. Well, we did the luau, and by all accounts, it's very genuine. There is not a lot of shoehorning the mouth in. Oh, we that's did see good. Mickey and Minnie for a brief second, but. It was an incredible experience. The food was great. The show was great. I'm a big proponent of, you know, like hoopty doos and all that. But this was, <laughs> this felt like a little more touching than that. Yeah, I I think it's just a wonderful resort. I've I've been kind of aching to go back. Me too. And I was excited to talk to you, and I was most excited to talk about Alani because it is so so magnificent there. And so Alani sits on the island of Oahu, and which is a a really like I haven't been. That's the only island uh, in the Hawaiian Islands that we went to, but you're able to bounce around pretty easily to some of the other things. There's like Kualoa Ranch, there's the Dole Plantation, there's a bunch of beaches and stuff. Did you get the chance to explore the island while you were there? Uh, just a little bit. Um, I I lament not having done the Jurassic Park like ATV tour. Yeah. So like they filmed Jurassic Park there and you can take like a four-wheeler with a tour group. Apparently it's very strenuous. Um, we did we, go, we went there that. but we didn't do the ATVs no we just did the tour where they take you around in like um like a bus and they show you where like Lost was filmed it's I think it's just the general tour it's not the ATV tour that property so, is giant it's humongous <laughs> it's crazy but yeah they really lean into the fact that Jurassic Park was filmed there they're really into that and don't get me wrong I love Jurassic Park but yeah it's it's cool if, uh, you know and it's not hey, that far that was, away that was how Pixar got its break you know know your Disney history yeah that's true <laughs> that's true um, we did a we did a catamaran snorkeling tour which oh, that's cool. Super fun. Um, it was pretty affordable. We did it through the concierge desk. Okay. Um, was that at Alani or was that like off property? It was off property, but they picked you up in a bus and took you to the dock. Um, oh, that's nice. They take you out on a catamaran and then uh, you stop at a reef. Uh, they include lunch. It's just like sandwiches and stuff and... And there's only like 15 people on it. Um, oh, that's nice. They give you a couple drink tickets. Uh, they make mix a good Mai Tai. Oh, I love a Mai Tai. I fell in love with Mai Tais in Hawaii. I don't think I had ever had a real Mai Tai. And I, I was uh, converted after I came back from Hawaii. Yeah. It, it was definitely fun. And, uh, you know, they the so the catamaran sits kind of high, like, about 10 feet off the water and they let you like jump off of it <laughs> so that was fun oh that's cool that is cool um but non-disney related i had like the experience of a lifetime um i work as a golf professional and uh i wasn't gonna play on our honeymoon i didn't want to lug my clubs both coasts in hawaii um does your wife but- play Excuse me? Does your wife play at all, or is it just you? She, she does, but this particular day, she wanted to sleep in. Um, 
I saw the course uh, that's right next to Olani out our window, and she wanted to sleep in. I was feeling frisky. It was just tempting you, calling calling you like a like the siren song outside your window. Exactly. Um, but they uh, they made some special accommodations for me without me even asking. So as as we do in the industry, you go in, you shake the hand of whoever's in charge at the time, and you thank them for allowing you to play. I was expecting to pay full tick plus my rentals, and uh, he basically comped most of it. Wow. Shook my hand. Uh, had a great time. The course is immaculate for any of the golfers out there. And it is like, he told me to come back in after my round to tell him how it went. He was on course and he told me that they would get me back because I walked there. It's about a half a mile from Alani. Right. Um, and he's like, well, we'll get you back. Just come back and tell me. And I told the person in the shop, hey, like, he said he would get me back, but if not, that's cool. She was like, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. So they called out on the radio to him, and they, uh, he basically told him, just get one of the guys outside and take him back in a cart. So they drove me back. Didn't have to do it, but they did it. That's awesome. So Everybody in Hawaii was super accommodating, super nice, and it was just great. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, Cal, is this the course that you essentially drive through to get to Alani? It's like, yeah. okay, yeah, oh my gosh, that was beautiful. I am not a golfer at all, but I, I remember, like, driving up to Alani and thinking, like, this is just, like, the most beautiful landscape I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> and they had the backside of water on it. Hey, you pay extra for that. (laughs) Eighth wonder of the world. (laughs) So, so after Alani, you, your trip is not over. You're now heading back east to California where you're, you've got the book under your trip and that's at, um, at Disneyland, the, the original. So where did you stay, um, when you were there? So this is where it really comes into play. This is the highlight of our trip for sure. We stayed at the Disneyland Hotel. I we normally stay at a Marriott property off site. Sure. Uh, just because of cost reasons. We do Disneyland for like a weekend, right? Like it's easier to get to. We lose an hour going there. We can do more. Their park hopping is literally walking across the way. Yeah. Um we we but, typically stay at a good neighbor hotel as well because one it's so much cheaper and two like in some cases you could be even closer to the entrance of of the gate like to the gate entrance at a good neighbor than you would if you were staying on property which is kind of insane just the way things are situated but you stayed at Disneyland Hotel which is beautiful we've been fortunate enough to stay there once twice it was once. amazing yeah, I'm jealous. But we uh, so we hit the ground. It was a red eye. We left at 10:50 p.m. Hawaii time. Landed at 7:30 a.m. L.A. time. And you lose an hour, two hours. No. Might be three. Yeah, it, I think it's more than. Yeah, I it's think it's three. three. It's it's aggressive, and <laughs> by this time we're we've had a lot. You know, like it's been a lot. 
we've been celebrating a lot. It was a rough roll. So we get in our rental car and my wife is kind of fading, thinking maybe a nap. We had a storytellers, which is the best kept secret at Disneyland. <laughs> um, it's a character breakfast. Yeah. Buffet. Um, and honestly, we had the best character interactions there, except for Dale always tries to hit on my wife, which is weird. <laughs> Come on, Dale. Get Have it some to- respect. Yeah. Get it together. <laughs> Right? Chip wouldn't do that. Every time we've been there, he's been, like, overly affectionate. Wow. I'm watching him. (laughs) Dale, if you're listening. We have a storyteller's in a couple of hours, and she's, like, really not feeling it. So we're getting in the car. I call the concierge at the Disneyland Hotel and say, hey, we're not really feeling this. I know we're within the 24 hours. Can you do anything? He's like, no problem. We got you. Well, hour drive later, we catch our second win. A couple Red Bulls in, we're ready for breakfast. (laughs) So we find the concierge that we talked to. It was awesome. And we were like, hey, can you get us our reservation back? (laughs) (laughs) Without a bat of an eyelash, he's like, for sure, let's go. That's awesome. check in. They have a room ready for us. Oh, that's even and more it, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, this is like nine in the morning. And yeah, really. They don't have to do that. <laughs> they offer us an upgrade. What? To ears level. Oh. Um, that's sick. It, it was pretty nominal for what we were paying in the first place. Um, yeah. And. It's our honeymoon. Why not? Yo, concierge level is... We've only done it once. We did concierge level at the Yacht Club, Yacht Club in Walt Disney World. It was just like we... It was, as luck would have it, it was just like an incredible deal at the time that we went. We were like, yeah, let's do it. And it was the, the best thing ever. The only knock I have on concierge level is like we had all these dining reservations that we were like why are we going to this? Like we had the good dining reservations too. And I just kept thinking like we were at Le Cellier and I was just like, no, let's just go back to the friggin' concierge and just like load up on all the great stuff they have there. So how is the con I'm sure the concierge, like that club level is at Disneyland hotel is incredible. It is great. Um, and it has a view of the fireworks, which we're going to talk about in a minute because I have some very hot takes. Okay. Oh, Okay. I am never going back. I, for, I, so we went to Storytellers. She hit the wall. I go check out the lounge. Um, by the time we left, everybody knew who we were. Uh-huh. It was great. They were excellent. Um, but when I first went to go check it out, I FaceTimed my mother-in-law. And she's like, we have to do this. I'm like, yeah we do um (laughs) so it was awesome and like i said everybody there by the time we left knew our names knew who we were knew what our deal was um and then uh so the next day we did uh one day at dca and then our park reservation was for disneyland and then the last day was for dca so the reason that we had two DCAs was we didn't want to miss Web Slingers. 
Oh, God, I, dude, I forgot that Web Slingers is even a thing. It's been so long since I've been to the West Coast, and I was like, oh, yeah, right, all the freaking Marvel stuff. Yeah, and they have. it's similar to the virtual queue for Remy's Ratatouille, correct? It is not. Oh, it's not? <laughs> it, used to, it used to be. So the day we were there, so I've never missed a virtual queue ever. I've hit both coasts, Smuggler, or I mean, not Smuggler's Run, Rise, like, I'm... You're on it. You are on it. Right? So it's freaking 6.30 in the morning. I'm in the concierge lounge. The concierge comes over with the world clock so I can, like, get web slingers. As luck would have it, that is the day that they made it a standby line. No. So I'm, like, clicking, 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 and, like, nothing's happening. And I was like, well, we got a rope drop now. We get there, find out there was no virtual queue, so I'm still betting a thousand. Yeah. Yep. Stand for applause. Um, and we got on it. We were out of it in 15 minutes. It was awesome. It's a super cool experience. If you like Toy Story Mania, then you're gonna love this. Okay. Look, I do. And I do, and, and I, I will. think I will. Yeah. <laughs> it was super, super fun. I'm so glad we got on it, but we forwent, um, I don't ride test track. I only ride Radiator Springs racers. That's kind of my like high horse pedestal there. Why do, Um, why do the, the lesser version? Yeah, exactly. I get it. (laughs) Um, so we skipped that. We did We basically did DCA in the morning. In both coasts, this is the first time I've ever taken a break. So I'm usually like hit the ground running and just stay to park close. Okay, that is but, the opposite of how Catherine and I operate. Yeah. We we are fueled by breaks. <laughs> but so, but more power to you being, if you can do it. Being as close as we are at the Swan and at the Disneyland Hotel and how Genie Plus works combined with how we kind of planned out our day at DCA, we were able to go back, go enjoy the lounge, hit the hot tub, and go back out. That's okay. awesome. That's great. Um, I, Catherine and I have both said that um, DCA is probably our favorite park, both coasts. I mean, it's I, I love DCA. I just think it's it's the bee's knees, as they say. Um, what's your favorite attraction over there, um, both parks? Like Disneyland and DCA? Yeah. Uh, well, we got the haunted mansion overlay oh nice yeah, that's a classic i mean it it really is it's great um and were and then, they doing ghost galaxy at the time or no uh no it was just regular okay i've never gotten to do ghost galaxy we've done um hyperspace yeah, mountain which is the star wars overlay but um i've always wanted to do ghost galaxy but that um that Nightmare Before Christmas overlay is so good. Super underrated. And we got on it really quickly. It was great. I can't wait till Genie Plus goes over there. Um, but I think in DCA, Radiator Springs Racers. I love work. it. It's so good. Yep. It's classic. I quote it all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel- quote the dialogue in that ride more often mm-hmm. than I should. The amount of times where I say, it's going to be fun. Like, 
it's not even in context either. I just like saying it. But yeah, that ride's incredible. I think my other half would would argue that uh, Incredicoaster is her favorite, but I'm a Radiator Springs Racers fan. I, I think I, I side with you too. I do like Incredicoaster, but I, I also like Radiator Springs quite a bit. And you don't have to choose. Luckily. You don't have to choose. You can have them both. <laughs> you each can have your, your cake and eat it too. So I want to hear your firework hot take. Nighttime spectaculars. First of all, I can list for days the things that are better at Disneyland than they are at Disney World. Not that I don't love Walt Disney World and not that I don't go there all the time, but there are certain attractions which are better. You're preaching I the choir. Space Mountain is not as jerky. Pirates is obviously better. Yes. Um, there's more theming to Big Thunder Mountain. Yep. And then Fantasmic is oh, yes. incredible. And Fantasmic has yet to return to Walt Disney World, which is really bumming us both out. But well, So Fantasmic is, is back at Disneyland? I, no, it is not back, and I miss it. But those are my opinions. But we did watch Mickey's Mix Magic. Oh, right. I forgot about Mickey's this. Mix Magic. Yes. That's right. It is just solid bangers the whole time. There's no up and down. We don't have like a villain's thing. It's just solid bangers. Like ah. there's like a techno remix of like Let It Go. Okay. I'm in. It's it's just all highs all day, which I love. Um, oh, I neglected to tell you that on our Disney World leg, we did a dessert party. At, um, at um, Magic Kingdom? Yes. What did you think? Was it over at, um, under the overhang at Tomorrowland? At Tomorrowland? Yes. So there are three options of it. Um, there's the pre-party the during the fireworks and the after party and we did the pre-party and let me tell you that spread was immaculate and all the beer and wine you can drink oh i didn't know that in a special or you get to stand in a special place our viewing was awesome how long how long is that because that's that's a pretty uh that's an important metric when they're when it's all you can eat and drink Uh, it is i think two hours oh i can do a lot of damage yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to do the one on, the, on the, on the boat, on one of the barges. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good. We one. have done that, and it's pretty good. Yeah, I think we all fun. got they fairly did, toasty. Yeah, they had Kona longboard on the bar, which was a, a major, a major win for all of us. <laughs> but no, the dessert party was definitely worth it. We're still on the fence. I've got to see that fireworks show one more time in person to like. Because, funnily enough, um, our recessional from, like, when we walked down the aisle together was to Happily Ever After. Oh, okay. So you guys are big Happily Ever After fans then. (laughs) Yeah. We went the first week that it, the first week it was there, I actually, we actually ditched uh, my now mother-in-law, sister-in-law, and stepfather-in-law for a, uh, Teppanito reservation to run from World Showcase to a bus to Magic Kingdom and then ran back 
to get to another Tepanito reservation. Wow. Respect. So, so that's, we're, we're big happily ever after people. Okay. So sure. is the hot take that Mickey's Mix Magic is better than happily ever after? Is that what or I'm, no, no, not or happily is, ever after. No, yes. not better. I just think it's a great artwork show and it gets a lot of hate. See, I feel like I have been out of the Disneyland loop post Corona reopening, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's just the out, the news outlets I follow don't cover Disneyland quite as much as they cover Disney World. Um, but man, I love it. I, I didn't I didn't realize that it was receiving hate. Well, it like appeals to the demographic. Like Disneyland is very much locals. Yeah. Right? Few and far between people go out of their way to go to Disneyland because it's, you know, it's so accessible by them. Yeah. Versus Disney World, which is like literally its own world. So, like, you have to travel to get there Mm -hmm. regardless. So, they try to make a big spectacle, but like Mickey's Mix Magic is just fun. It's fun for 15 minutes and then it's over. And then everybody goes home. (laughs) <laughs> I'm into it. I so I didn't ask um, in the Walt Disney World uh, section of your trip. What you did you do harmonious and what'd you think? We did. Um, didn't get into a dessert party. Tried to, but we liked it. I just don't know if we like really stood where we should have. Uh, where did There's, you? Where did you stand? Did you stand over on the U.S. side? Uh, yeah, we were right close to there so we saw it all but there's again like enchantment there's gonna be some trial and error there you know like and see how it flows out yeah that's a big knock on harmonious that we have because when we did it one of our last trips we were able to kind of compare and contrast standing um on each side of the um got the seven no what is it? The World Showcase. World Showcase Lagoon. Lagoon. And uh, it is a markedly better experience standing over by Mexico, um, where the entrance is from what would have been Future World, whatever the heck they're calling it now, than it is if you're watching it over at the America Pavilion. It's just so much better on the other side. Your visibility is better. Um, I think the sound might be better. And that's unfortunate because if we're comparing it to... Um, Jeez, um, reflections of Earth. Uh, illuminations. Illuminations. Um, there wasn't really a bad place to stand because it was a rotating globe, and it kind of limits the appeal if it's a much better experience based on where you stand. But it's still a good show. But you're saying that Mickey's Mix Magic way better. Just you're in, you're out. <laughs> it, it ends on a high. The whole thing is a high. I'm not saying much better. They're different experiences. Okay. They're distinctly different parks. And I think that's what people don't get. Like, I, I've been defending myself for the past week and a half about why I went to Disney twice. Um, but they are distinctly different experiences. Yeah. No, I get I it. Do, I did love Mickey's Mix Magic, and we watched it twice. Nice. Um, the end of our trip was actually leaving the turnstile at the fireworks finale. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's it was 
very poetic in that way. That makes me want to plan a trip to Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> and Alani. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome, man. We're. I mean, this was. Um, this was. I'm just great hearing about your whole trip. This is. This is awesome. Is there anything else that you want to? Uh, that you want to highlight about this trip, or just in general, accepting any hot takes or or thoughts? I just, I just love this community. You know, um, like I said, I have to defend myself constantly about why I enjoy going to Disney, and I don't think I should because, based on just this experience, if this was my first Disney experience. I would be sold for life, but it's not. And I happen to know my way around the parks. Thanks to my wonderful wife and our Disney friends. But it is just as good as it ever was. We just need to accept the change. And I think that there's a lot of negativity around the changes. But if you know the game, then you know the game. I like that. Those are wise words. If you know the game, you know the game. And that's true. Like and and the the thing is we as the general consumer don't get to write the rules of said game. You know, we're the ones playing it, we're the ones paying for it, so ultimately we do have some sway, but we either have to deal with it or not. And that's not to say that we can't view this through a critical lens and be critical publicly when we see nickel and diming or when we sense that maybe Disney's phoning it in. But at the end of the day, hearing your experience, there's so much that they're still doing right that, I mean, that that keeps people like us and, and like you, I think, coming back. So that's awesome. I mean, I, I'm really glad to hear that you had such an awesome experience. I'm, I'm glad that we don't have to have a, another episode where we're just like, talking crap relentlessly because we don't want to like we never want to like set out to you know be uh you know negative all the time you know we we like to give credit where credit is due so this is this is a welcome conversation cal yeah well i'm glad that you guys were willing to have it with me and also happy disney plus day there's a bunch of things coming that that are going to keep us Oh yeah, we are recording this on on Disney no, Plus. No, it was, it was yesterday, but we got a lot of stuff yesterday. So Enchanted, <laughs> Home Alone, Shang Chi, Shang Chi, a lot of stuff. A lot, lot of stuff. stuff. Jungle Cruise. Oh, Jungle Cruise is out. Yeah. Oh, so good. Jungle Cruise. That might be a rewatch happening. So the thing about Jungle Cruise coming out was I was scared they were going to change the ride. Oh, I kind of oh, thought I, they would too. Stick a rock animatronic in there. Yeah, I was like, they're going to redeem it. Because <laughs> that's my favorite ride. My my in laws don't like to ride Jungle Cruise with me because I laugh embarrassingly loud. <laughs> no, that's good. That's why you ride Jungle Cruise. Yeah, that's you didn't I'm come saying. to laugh. <laughs> Go ride something you less funny. Water reference. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, Cal, this was awesome. Thank you so much for reaching out. Um, I had a blast talking to you and hearing about your trip. Um, you know, for those listening, um, we love to hear from people um, who are listening. And, you know, we I also love this community. I think it's great. I was saying to Cal when we talked yesterday that, like, I often kind of forget that 
Oh, wait, we talked earlier today. It's been a long day. When, um, the weekend. Yeah, I know, right? That I often, when we record these episodes, I just think about, like, I just record them, and I post them, and I'm like, they go off into the ether, and then I, I forget until, like, someone like you reaches out, that I'm like, oh, yeah, like, there's someone on the other end that actually listens to this, and... You know, at WDW Happy Hour, we're not like a huge name. We're very much like a niche podcast and outlet. So I always love to hear from you guys. And I'm very appreciative of the support that you're enjoying what we do. And, you know, feel free to reach out. And I love to have conversations about like with like minded people. So thanks, Cal. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And yeah. I guess- I'll see you real soon. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Enjoy uh, cheers. enjoy your college football, man. All right. Will do. All right. Take Talk it easy, Cal. Later. See ya. Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers. Cheers.